Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Lucas and Vincent were not in the mainstream of gay life. I uh, was saving body parts such as uh, skulls. Doesn't it bother you that he's a fag? You have done me a great service. Now I must service you. And the drugs. We're, we're always a, a cry for attention, for somebody to pay attention to me before I, you know, kill somebody. You can imagine what it smells like if you go into a closed room. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Buckle up, sodomites, and welcome to the Sinister Sissies Podcast, your guide to true crime, horror, and everything man-on-man and macabre. I'm Jared, your master of depravity, staring at the hideous and ugly (laughs) face of my filthy little slave, Sam Hamilton. Master, I'm breaking free. (laughs) I I don't want to be shackled to this anymore. I thought I'd mix it up. I thought I'd mix it up. There's far too many compliments happening on this podcast. We've been drinking quite a lot, so Jared might just be getting honest now. I think they always realise that the movie ones are a little bit like Mummy's a little wine drunk by the time the movie Mm, ones are. Mummy is a little wine drunk right now. (laughs) Mummy was like, where am I a few seconds ago? Uh, which is good because Mummy is going to go on a lot of rants about this movie. I, I thought I was Mummy, so I'm glad that we're sharing. We're, and my we're, daddy. We're, we're, no, we're, we're dual mummies. You have two mummies. Yeah, um, all right. We're a modern family. <laughs> uh, this movie enraged me in ways that uh, I didn't think I could be enraged. Um, it is. Of course, our... I suggested it too. So. Yeah, no, it's a terrible Sam <laughs> idea. Oops. It's our first TV movie? It is our first TV movie. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Midnight Kiss. From uh, the series Into the Dark. From the series Into the Dark, which I believe is on Hulu. Yeah, so it's a monthly series where... I don't think they did any this year. I don't know if it's cancelled or because it was COVID. Hopefully it should be cancelled based on what I watched. So I think in 2018 and 2019, maybe summer 2020. um, So every month they would make a TV movie about the holiday that was attached to that month. So pretend it's Christmas. There'd be a Christmas-themed horror film. Yeah. And so this one was New Year's Eve. Oh, Jesus. Who is this stranger? 
were my first midnight kiss. <laughs> and now I would appear last. <laughs> and uh, the basic general plot is uh, a bunch of gay men and their female BFF. <laughs> uh, that was nicer than what I was expecting. <laughs> go to a New Year's Eve party, but they're being stalked by a killer. These friends are so close. They have such believable relationships. Yep. And they do New Year's together every year at the same place. That's the, so, the crux. I, um, so, okay, general thoughts before we get into the plot. Well, this is what, my general thought. I'm kind of sad because Carter Smith, who directed this film, or mm. TV movie, I guess it's a oh, film. I didn't notice that. Yeah, directed by Carter Smith, written by Alinger Thordsen, who is Swedish or Scandinavian. A vaguely Scandinavian, quite yeah. sexy name. Um, has written films such as Dream... No, not Dream Eater, Child Eater. Oh. Don't know what that movie is, but... but so what do you know Carter Smith from? So Carter Smith directed The Ruins, which I reckon came out around 2008. It was a really good mm. um, like body horror film, but it flopped. And I feel like this is where Paul Carter has ended is that up. like plant bits? Yes. Yeah, I think I saw that and one. And I remember seeing it and I was like, wow, this film rocks. And it like really like tanked at the box office. And uh, now I feel like this is what Carter Smith is now doing. Look, TV movies are... Um... That's the bottom of the barrel a bit. <laughs> well, not the bottom. I mean, this is this had higher production values than your average TV movie, yeah. but you would hope that somebody who directed like a large scale horror film, or at least upper medium yeah. scale horror film, would probably have moved on to bigger and better things. So, my issue with this movie is okay. So I I think I you don't I, just have one issue. I have several issues, but like so I generally. I find Americans a bit insufferable at the best of times, but I don't think there is like a lowest form of subhuman more than a Californian homosexual. Well, it seems like the writer of this film just Googled how to LA homosexuals act and just wrote accordingly. No, but I think they do act like this and it's just all of those tropes. Like if there is a, like a regionally specific form of homophobia, I have that, where I'm just Californian gays, irritating as hell. Well, we got a little notification <laughs> Sorry, there. that's, that's <laughs> my work slack. Slack, it is bloody 9.30pm, there is no work to be done yeah. here other than podcasting. <laughs> the cast were definitely having a lot of fun, but it definitely felt like everyone was just like, LA. Like, I am like an LA quippy gay. Hey, like, queen. Hey, she's such a bitch, bitch. Oh. Hey, baby girl. Sashay away. That, that uh, kind of describes the dialogue. And this movie is basically based around that lifestyle, right? Yes. I am curious because this film was made, I think, after the Bloomhouse controversy where what I think Jason Bloom, it wasn't like a, well, I mean, it was a notable controversy where I think that he had never or rarely worked with female directors. Uh, Not that Carter Smith is a female, but. Um, it's still, you know, we're going, we're, we're going minority He's here. a yes queen. We're going to assume. Sorry, a ya, I can't a do yes it. A yes queen. I can't, you can a do yes it. Queen. Okay. <laughs> a yes queen. Anyways, it was after diversity in Bloomhouse productions had been, yeah, so this was produced by Bloomhouse. Potentially they were like, you know what? Let's do a gay I TV don't want movie. this to be the diversity representation. See, it wasn't the greatest. Even, this, again, this just made me more homophobic. <laughs> Well, look, I did write my lot in my notes. It definitely feels like it was written by an LA gay, which it wasn't, but it felt no, like... No, it, so it was written by a Swedish person's idea of an LA gay. 
It has a promising opening, you know. All right, we get we get into spoilers. Should we get the spoiler warning? Let's just do it. Let's do it. Spoilers abound. So we get into like you know, a fun opening. We've got this, you know, in my opinion, a very sexy but superficially sexy guy, and he's trying on his bathers. Many many pairs. So yeah, we get a lot of butt shots and nudity, like pandering. Um, And I want to call the actors in this film theoretically attractive because. They have the, like, muscle mass and body fat percentages of someone that I should be attracted to, but somehow it doesn't do a thing. Okay. Well, I had a few things done for me, so I'm glad one of us was satisfied. I feel like it's a scientific anomaly. What the, You told me you thought Lucas Gage was hot, one of the actors. No, I didn't think he was hot. I thought he was a gay porn performer. But I've since learned that he's, what, like a TikToker? What is he? No, he's just like in a lot of teen-oriented content. Like he was in Love, Victor, and he was in Euphoria recently. But he has not done pornography. I feel like he's probably done Disney, not porn. All right, someone someone send me something to fact check that, because I swear I've seen that guy in a porno. I mean, he just has that generic kind of like cute... Twink. LA. Defilement. Twunk, I'd say. Look, you know. You know, he's not quite a twink, but he's, he's, he's a young boy. He's, Look, you know, he's... That's some twink on twink hate crimes are happening. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, someone told me that I was a twonk the other day. Is that because you're old now? Yeah. yeah. They're like, you look young, but you're just old. I and was, I was like... Uh, I could never meet... Thanks. I was never thin enough for that's the twink a, that's aesthetic. That's a fact, I guess. Yeah. Look, you're just a beautiful, sexy man. God, uh, no, one, no at, one was convinced by I that. I was looking at Jared's political posters the other day, and I was like... Not bad, not bad. <laughs> when Jared was, you know, trying to be a political figure. So we get this gratuitous opening scene, which obviously was a bit of a, you know, homage to like 80s slasher films of like, you know, the needless shower. We do shower, get some good butt. Needless shower scene. His throat gets slit and then somebody... But there's no build up. Okay, this is my first gripe with this. Um, this is our opening kill. And it's so bland. There's like no suspense. There's no like... Like, he goes and takes a shower, and my first thought was I thought that would be a fake-out. Our killer is dressed in what looks like a gimp hood. That's right. It's like Of kind some of, sort. It's pup play gimp leather. I'm not even sure how you describe the killer's outfit. But it's not a very aesthetically pleasing, but I feel like he could have got a better cut for that gimp hood. It's also not relevant to the plot. Like, no. I thought if he was going to be dressed as, a, as, like, a leather pig, that would somehow yeah. factor in. Especially because... Look, we find out what the killer was wearing the night that the inciting incident happens. Mm-hmm. And it's got nothing to do with the pig outfit. So I'm, no. I'm very confused by that too. Yeah. I think they just thought it would freak people out. I thought we were going to get like some sort of slow build mm. suspense. But no, not even a jump scare. Like when I'm, when I'm wanting the jump scare, you know your, your horror film is lacking. That's something I felt about this in the preceding murder scene as well. That if I had have made it. I would have at least... I don't like when victims just die. I think you've always got to have a bit of a fight. It doesn't have to be a full-on chase scene, but you need yeah. to... You know, that killer's got to earn their kill. And in this film, there is just a lot of... like The killer walks up to someone and like, slits their throat or strangles yeah. them or... You know, whatever the kill may be. There's not... The victims, until obviously the climax, the victims don't fight back a huge amount. No. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little, little signpost, little flag here that I don't think this kill makes sense. In the context of the plot, I think it does, but Jared said he didn't understand the ending, so we're gonna no, have to right. get to we'll that. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get then, there. I mean, it's it's very far fetched, like as if you'd kill a whole group of friends for this reason. But you know, yeah. Once again, homage to the eighty slasher film. I feel so that we then get like a little montage of New Year's Eve. Yeah, so there's a group of friends, 
And so we get an homage to several New Year's Eves they've spent together over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So we have Cam, our main character, who's a struggling artist. Joel, who's like his arsehole ex-boyfriend, whose family are all doctors. I don't know what Joel himself does, but he's an arsehole. You've got their names down. My, my notes at this level is, uh, I already hate them. <laughs> well, look, the crux of the film is there's a group of friends, so I guess it centres around Joel, the arsehole ex, and Cam. Yeah. And then Joel brings his new boyfriend who's younger and quite cute logan in the first scene we see the group gathering he's like i've got an announcement i'm engaged mm. then they have their girl pal, disgusting they, they have their girl pal hannah who seems like she might actually have feelings for cam okay and this is where i had in my notes has the blonde guy done porn or something question mark <laughs> Look, not quite They're shirtless <laughs> photo shoots okay and yeah they have their friends in the opening whose name i'm forgetting but he was murdered and they're later joined by their other friend, whose name I'm forgetting, but he was an Instagram model. That was his character. Queenie guy is what I've got him down as in my... Oh, I better find his name. That's insulting. No, Queenie. Queenie is... It's his self... Self... I feel like he was the most likable character. We, we actually got to see several sides of his personality in like his 10 minutes of screen time. There was, there was barely a character there. Well, that's saying, that's saying something. Queenie then. Gay. We're calling him Queenie Gay. Okay. I'm Queenie very, is not an insult. I'm very sorry, actor who played Queenie oh, Gay. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, so yep. they're having conversations, they're, they're going away to someone's parents' house. Yes, yeah, so um, we also have a great scene at the start where Cam, because he's an artist, naturally he's into weird supernatural stuff like tarot, and he oh, pulls yeah. out the deaf card when he's talking to Hannah on the phone, the girl best friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, he receives a note, Cam receives a note saying that someone wants them to be his midnight kiss. Like, I can't wait to be your midnight be kiss. Be my midnight kiss. Something and like that. And we should have said at the very, very start uh, where the the hunky guy got killed in the shower, he also received a note which said, never forget me. Yes, which, you know, he won't, but like he's not going to be alive for much longer. So, you know, if you want to, you see, this is something I never understand in real life. If you want to torture someone and ruin their life, why do you kill them? Why don't you kill everyone around them, leave them alive, ruin their life? Why do they? Why do murderers kill someone as revenge? Well, you want to ruin them, not kill them. Oh, in real life, you know, you just get over-controlled emotions. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I don't have that You want problem. to possess someone so much. Why that, I've never like, killed anyone. It's like the little kitty, and you want to pat the kitty so hard that its neck breaks. I also have not had that problem. <laughs> but, so segue to, you know, the group are all together, they're in the car, everyone's like having a great time, and they tell Logan, the, the young fiancé, about this game that they play every New Year's, because the friendship group has been too incestuous, everyone's hooked up with each other. How old do you think everyone's meant to be? I feel like they're meant to be early 30s. Yeah, I was getting that vibe as well. Like, I, I like, feel like late 20s, disgusting. early 30s. Um, so I can select the way I act clearly. I know. People acted like 12 year olds. Yeah. Um, so yes, this group of friends, I mean, they've spent at least seven New Year's Eves together. So we're mm. going to assume they're 25 minimum, but I'm yeah. going to say older. So they have this game they've invented where at midnight on New Year's till 6am the same day, they find a stranger and basically it's just, you know, do what you want with that stranger. In... It's kiss a stranger. It's kiss a stranger, but you can also spend, do whatever you want before the sun comes up. So yeah. it's meant to be that you basically split off from the friendship group because everyone's fucked each other, even the female member of the group. Yeah, yeah. That's the premise of the game, and I guess the catalyst for the, the murders. the rules were, um, <laughs> it had to be consensual and it couldn't be anyone in the group. Yes, both which um, come into play in the climax of the film. Yeah, just terribly. Um, so they get to this extravagant, so this is the other downfall of why I don't, care about these people is 
they're filthy rich, or at least the guy. Well, Joel is the asshole character. Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. I'm not anyone that's filthy rich. I kind of feel like deserves. I've got to say, Joel looked a lot like Perez Hilton. Who anyone who read the Perez Hilton blog in like late noughties would have quite a negative association. He was like this asshole gossip blogger that would like out people and say really nasty things about women. And I'm I'm retaining my comment about um, the ugliness, but at this point, the ugliness is your soul. Well, look, my soul <laughs> was perforating through this character Joel, and the actor was perfectly cast. Okay. So Joel was basically had some very abusive and manipulative. Um, behaviors that he would I feel like he had my glasses well you know don't put those on you might become an asshole mm. so joel was a real asshole basically to cam the lead and also you see these behaviors just repeating in his relationship to logan his now fiance and yes you are kind of making me uncomfortable here jared he's wearing the glasses he had a hot young boyfriend he has that's true <laughs> um your hot what young boyfriend is just yet to be seen but yeah. just as i keep on saying in every episode it might get cut out sometimes that jared has all these young hotties Chasing after him, and Jared's always like, no. I need a I need a post-Nietzschean boy. If these boys even looked at me, I'd be like, Nietzsche my hole. I don't know. I, I would be offering myself up. Nietzsche my hole. I don't know. <laughs> I just want I want the boys that want you, and you just don't even appreciate it. I don't. I should appreciate it more. You don't. So any of those boys, if you're listening, I am available. You can call yeah. me, Jared. Nietzsche Sam's hole. I'm... <laughs> I, you know, spoiler, Jared's about to have a break from the podcast, so you know, yeah. I'll be the master of depravity for two it's seconds, true. and in that time, I'm happy to engage in any role-playing game you want. <laughs> Sorry for the extra ad break, which was Sam's love life. Jesus. Look, I've talked about it less than usual. I forget how much I divulge my life in this podcast, then people will be like, are you okay? I heard that you... Someone actually was like, I heard that you've had a rough week. Oh, and no. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you... Oh, that's right. I made a reference in the podcast. It actually, you did. Yeah. You said, Sam's had a rough week in case he's a bit off this episode. <laughs> so I'm oversharing your life. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I mean, I had to overshare it to you for it to get to this point, right? <laughs> Anyways. God. We Where are, are we in we the are blit- We are blitzed. Um. So, most of the film really takes place at this holiday house. We get about yeah. 40 minutes of the gang just... Hanging um, out. Hanging out. We can talk- skip over this. Yeah, will they or won't they play the game because... So, there's history between the main guy and the engaged guy. Yes. And so, the main... The ma- then There's tension. So, Joel, the um, asshole ex, is actually quite controlling and is deciding... Because they all made the pact in the car they'd play the game. Or they mm-hmm. talked about how they were going to play the game. Joel's quite jealous, doesn't want to share his new fiancé of anyone. The new fiancé says he doesn't want the group dynamic to change because he's here. So they all agree, okay, we're playing this hookup of a stranger game. There's also a great scene in this film there where Cam just decides to go through the office of Joel's family. And it really reminds me of something I would do. Even I today. No, I don't. Did you go through I my didn't. cabinets? I actually did put the lid back on your retinoid though, because you <gasps> left it off. I didn't want it to go. I didn't want your retinol oh, thank to you. go off. I'm an aging man. I need my retinol. So Jared, yeah, Jared warned me when he went down to get our hot chips we'd ordered not to go through his bathroom. And I said, this is, that was the old me. I don't do that anymore. What level of, like, temptation were you feeling? No, 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 I'm cured now. I feel like, I actually feel like it was cathartic. I have embarrassing things. Does, on... that, does that raise the... No, I, I'm feeling nothing right now. Okay. I, I used to love going through... Every time I go to someone's house for the first time, I'd go through their bathroom cabinets. That was my... That was my habit. And then Jared pointed out how inappropriate it was, like, two years ago. And I haven't done it since, as far as I can recall. At the house, their sexy Instagram model friend shows up. Already, you kind of get the impression that he's known as being this kind of flighty person who doesn't hang around a whole lot. Later that night, we see 
our hooded figure evil guy um, go Mr. in and... Mr. Piggy. And is this the kill that we see? So he, he kills the queenie guy. Um, and he does it, he gets a bottle. Yes, he gets a champagne bottle and shoves it down his throat until he chokes slash is internally destroyed. When by... I first saw that, I thought it was like, because there's a good scene where the bottle is down his throat and you can see it bulging. And I was like, oh, they're going to do it. It's going to like burst out. Yeah, and it just gonna... cuts. It just cuts. There was a much better example of this exact same kill in Sorority Row mm. where we actually get some follow through. This is this kind of felt like it was... It, felt, it might it felt... have been cut for... Hulu? But they've cut it for Hulu? No, because they showed the guy in the first thing and he had throat slit. Yeah, I don't know then. Yeah, I feel like it was just cut for budgetary reasons or something. Yeah. So yeah, we get this really boring kill of this... I actually think this is the best character in the film, even though we can't remember his name. Well, anyway, he's dead now. Then some time passes and the, the gang decide that they're going to go clubbing. Well, so they're going to go to the New Year's Eve party that they yes. plan to go to. Yeah. Um, which is at some generic club. It's not... It's, it seems like this was like a ticketed event or something, but it looks real cheap. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing unique about it. No, um, it's just a neon lit club. Yeah, um, they all go to the club. We get this sort of red herring scene where Hannah puts on these black velvet gloves before yeah. they go clubbing, as the killer's in like an all leather sort of gimp gimp outfit with mm-hmm. the gloves. And then we get to the club. Hannah mentions that she feels rejected. The guys have never gone to a straight bar with her. Yada, yada, yada. She finds a go-go dancer yes. to make out with at midnight. It's yeah. fine. Yes, they make a joke that the go-go dancers are always straight. Then Cam, our main character, finds a love interest called Dante. Yes. So they all, all do MDMA at this point yes, as well, right. so they're all a bit drug fucked. Yeah, so they take MDMA. Main character finds someone to hook up with for the night. After his ex, the asshole Joel, has tried to hook up with him and eventually is rejected. Mm-hmm. Then Joel finds out his fiance is hooking up with other guys, which he gets angry about Mm -hmm. or he can't find him at least yeah but we know he's hooking up with several guys even though that was their agreement yeah because joel's an egotistical fuckwit and now that he's been rejected no one can have any fun i feel like sam is projecting experiences onto the podcast i feel like you might be right (laughs) anyway this stuff happens nothing too substantial then they all decide to call it a night they all go back to the house and joel drives home which is very irresponsible if you're on mdma Yes, well, they're clearly very intoxicated, so that was a big no. Mm-hmm. Hannah and Joel, when they get back to the house, have a fight where Joel oh says... Oh, God, I did not care about yeah. any of this tension. Something about that Joel used to be with the main guy, and then they broke up, and then they stopped being friends. Ugh. Yeah, basically, I... Joel feels like everyone took Cam's side, even though Joel was like, basically abusive to Cam. Like, you're hearing this now, and I'm sure it's making you fall asleep. We had to watch yeah. it, and it was a lengthy yes. scene. Because Joel's upset because he's up, yeah, he's angry at Logan because Logan was hooking up with other guys, or he thinks that he was at the club. Yeah, that little tiff between the characters occurs. Everyone splits off as they always do in slasher films. Then Dante takes a shower and we get another butt shot. Oh, sorry, so not Dante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so the main guy, uh, Cam, Cam <laughs> goes and showers, and we get a butt shot, which was and... nice because he had like a real butt. I was like, that's my butt. He wasn't, know, like, overly, like, hot or anything. He was, like, attainably attractive. Theoretically attractive. He then starts getting messages from Dante, who was the guy he hooked up with. And then, weirdly, Dante is like, I'm outside. Yes, and he's like, I know where this house is because I'm a cater waiter. Mm. And I've been here before. Yeah, so Dante comes. He's ready for some fun. They start hooking up, but then they don't have a condom. Yeah. So then Cam has to go inside to get a condom, even though when he walks away, Dante's like, 
but I'm unprepped. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get some early... This is, you know, this is right when prep was really hitting the forefront of the gay scene. Everyone could just get access. Yeah, yeah. The writers were like, we're being topical here. Anyways. There was also some fucking Lady Gaga joke that I understood, which makes me think that it's so, like, obvious. Um, when they're texting each other back on Grinder, he makes that comment of... You only need one person in the room. What is that fucking quote? Oh, yeah, you only need one person. I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, if it's if it's gay references that I understand, it's really slim pickings. Look, it's, no, look this film is universal. It's, <laughs> you're saying this is relatable. This is your life. So Cam goes to get a condom, starts talking to Hannah about how even though she's not getting any, he'll take a photo of Dante's dick or take a video. Um, like, he's, you know. That he's, is revenge porn. He's joking, I hope. But then we have a plot twist. Joel, the jealous fiance, murders Dante with a stocking. Is it a stocking? Yeah, and suffocates him. Okay, this is so. Okay, he dresses up as the gimp, though. No, he's not in the gimp outfit. Oh. So he's yeah. We see Joel's face, um, and he kills Dante. Cam then ends up asking Joel, "Has he seen Dante?" Then at some point, the killer comes. There's a bit of a chase scene involving Cam and Joel. Then somehow Hannah gets involved. Well, they, they find the cards. That's right. Because they've all received cards that they soon learn. Except ha- Hannah hasn't. So Hannah that hasn't. puts Hannah in the red herring territory again. Um, and all of the cards match up to a particular New Year's Eve date. This all happens in a scene that is kind of just bizarre because the main character and his ex, Joel, are arguing... Because he get it, had a condom and then he's trying to find Dante. And then it just quickly shifts into, we need to find the truth to do with these cards. And then they tie it to a particular New Year's Eve date. It's because one of them gets texted a photo of a mask. And they remember someone yes. wore the mask on New Year's. Which is weird because the mask is a masquerade mask and it isn't the gimp mask. So why wasn't that just what the killer wore the whole film? Very confusing. Many, many questions. But we eventually get to a point where they find the body of the queenie gay guy. Then they realise there's a killer on the loose. Well, yeah, then a fight scene ensues where I think Joel runs away or something. So then Hannah and Cam have to face the killer. Hannah gets her leg slashed by the killer after Joel runs away. Well, they hide in a closet briefly. After they all start panicking, they also get a message, uh, which is the guy that we saw from the start, which is a friend of theirs who had his throat slit um, in the bathtub. And so that causes them to panic even more. Yes, then somehow Joel ends up tied up. Yeah. Cam has to try to save him, but then the killer emerges. The killer has a gun and the killer shoots Cam. And Cam's like, oh, oh, I'm bleeding out. Oh. Oh, I need to know who the killer is. Show your face. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the killer is revealed to be the twink fiance at Logan. Which is, I picked that so early on. So it turns out that Logan kissed Cam on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. seven years prior, when he was still in the closet. Yeah. And he, he was wearing a masquerade mask. But then Cam kissed him and like basically walked away. So he felt rejected and he was jealous of how free-spirited and vivacious their friendship group was. The real villain is internalized homophobia. Exactly. So he spent all this time going through the effort to seduce Joel and make Joel propose to him so he'd get invited. Okay, on yeah, this right, holiday. right. Okay, yeah. So let's let's dissect this a little bit because it's a bit ridiculous. Logan is in love with the main character, 
And in order to get to the main character, he enters into what I imagine is a couple of years relationship with the ex-boyfriend. Well, it must be pretty short-lived because this, they spent every New Year's together and this is the first one where Logan's come. So I'm going to assume it a year? He's invested a decent chunk of time just to... Enough for them to be engaged yeah. and it not to be that ridiculous. Um, I think to be engaged with less than a year is pretty ridiculous. But anyway, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's invested in that. Has not, up until this point, made any advances towards the main character. In fact, there's a scene in the middle of the film where they're talking about the different relationship philosophies because Cam isn't a grinder and Logan thinks that grinder isn't like morally... Sinful. Yeah, he thinks it's like morally not acceptable, I guess, or he thinks that you can't... He only believes in forming a real-world connection. So that's that's when I knew he was the killer. Like, I, <laughs> that early on, I was like, all right, he's the killer. But even with that, it's like their values are so not aligned, so why are you obsessed with this guy? But he is. So yeah, he kills he kills his whole group of friends because he's jealous of how free-spirited they are and he wants Cam. When he could have just gone for Cam in the first place because he's really hot and could probably have seduced Cam. What I also don't understand is if he was driven by jealousy, would his not would not the first victim be the fiance? Yes, that's true, because they were together at the time. Yeah. I think. Everyone else was like tangentially related. Yeah, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it's one of those, it reminds me of like one of those 80s horror reveals where it's like, everyone rejected me, so I just killed everyone. And so at, at one point in a struggle between Logan and the main character, there's talk about the fact that the fiancé had kissed the main character and like it, it implied that that had set him off in some way, but... That makes no sense because the uh, guy from the opening... That happened before any of this... Had uh, happened. ...transpired. So, yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense that, like... So, if the idea was that this Logan character did a bunch of drugs and then snapped because he saw them together, doesn't make sense because he's already killed one of their friends before they even go on the trip. Well, and he killed the Queenie character that we... Sorry, actor who played the Queenie character. Yeah. He killed them before this happened as well. I don't even remember that part of the speech. Yeah. So there you go, Jared's... So, like, the jealousy angle makes no sense. What makes even less sense is during this final struggle, for some reason, Cam has a syringe, and then... So he finds the (laughs) syringe in a bag, but we don't know why there's a syringe in the bag. And then he stabs Logan in the eye with the syringe. If anyone knows an answer to that, I actually am genuinely curious. Like, is there an established reason? Like, was the Queenie gay character an intravenous drug user? Was he that did established? Say he, he did say he was on a cleanse. So, you know, that, that's that's open to yeah. speculation. But more importantly, in this final showdown, before Logan dies, he mentions that he saw Joel killing Dante. Mm. And then Joel ends up shooting him. Cam's a nice guy. Hanley stabs him out of self-defense. Then Joel's like, no, you motherfucker. And like, kills him. Yeah. And so then Logan he, dies. He, very, he flips very quickly on his fiance. <laughs> yes. I mean, who's the real sociopath slash psychopath? Yeah. And then we have the final scene, which is Joel basically confessing that he's always loved Cam. And I guess mm. that he made a mistake leaving him. And then Cam's like, but remember what Logan said? What did he mean? And then, you know, it comes out that, yes, he really killed Dante. And then I guess 
Film ends. Cam just... Well, Cam leaves Joel on his own and then sits at the front of the panel waiting for the police to arrive. And the, the, the full circle moment we have is that Cam says next time they go out, he'll stay out all night with Hannah doing what she wants to do. Because Hannah had complained about... Always, always going out with the gay boys. Yeah. So there we go. We've had, a, we've had our full circle moment. I won't be as much of an asshole. If that was exhausting for you to listen to... Let me reassure you that it's even more exhausting to watch. I mean, I think the lesson in all of this is that California gays are subhumans um, and we should eradicate them. Before we go to our uh, usual sign-off, just a quick little update. I uh, am not going to be in the next two or so episodes don't worry it's nothing dramatic i'm not like dying or i don't know hate sam or anything he's got he's got some twinks to knock off no um i'm just like crazy busy with work and you've probably noticed that the episodes have been delayed lately i think i need to take like a month off or so which means sam on his lonesome with special guests is going to be covering the podcast for the next couple of episodes. Um, just thought I'd let you know because it'll probably be a bit weird because you're going to have to do the intro and everything. Buckle up, sort of mice. <laughs> I've been practicing in the mirror. Okay, good, good. He, he's good. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, so just letting you know that I'll be back in a couple episodes time. Thank you for listening to the Sinister Sissies podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can follow me on Twitter at Jared Bartle. That's Jared with a Y. You can follow Sam on our Instagram at sinister underscore sissies. Uh, and we very much recommend that you support us. Okay, that sounds terrible. <laughs> we would appreciate if you could support us on Patreon. Um, it's Sinister Sissies on Patreon. It really helps us out. Until next time, though, stay sinister. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.